I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her Podcast. This is the Challenge Her Podcast. Hey team, it's Morgan Tioka here from the Challenge Her Podcast. Welcome back. I'm very excited to be with you today. I've been reading Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. And I'm down in Sydney and I'm by myself and all my amazing friends, most of my amazing friends live up in Brisbane. I'm just sort of starting to venture out and reconnect with people that I used to know that have actually left Brisbane and also moved down to Sydney. You know, interstate moving, I feel like it's quite common, but I don't know, for some reason, it just feels like the biggest thing in my world at the moment. And it stresses me out big time because... I don't really know anybody and when you are new into a space and you've moved down for work purposes, the whole off, um, outside of work, I was about to say off field, but the whole outside of work environment is just super fresh and raw and finding your people is really bloody tough. So I'm all about these days protecting my energy and making sure that Whoever I spend time with, I really enjoy their company and they enjoy mine. And so when I leave the space or the interaction, I always feel good. That's sort of what I'm looking for. But in order to find those people and in order to find those environments, you have to be open to ridiculous amounts of rejection because, you know, it's either the rejection you make up in your head before you even have asked whether you want to go to for coffee with people or you want to hang out with other people and it's also the rejection of the fact that you know I'm 30 and going into new spaces and joining friendship groups like that's a it's a really weird space because most people have sort of found their a lot of their friends prior to that and I know that's you know that's a percentage it's really easy to find friends also but it's definitely a daunting experience because you you know you have your comfort zone and you've got all your beautiful friends back up in Brisbane but at the end of the day I've got to be vulnerable and be my true self and try and meet new people and if people don't want to spend time with me I've got to be totally okay and relaxed about that and I can't look into it And I think that's definitely hard because as soon as you get rejected, you think, what have I done wrong and what is it about me you don't like? And it couldn't be that at all. It could genuinely be because a person's busy or they might also be protecting their energy. They might be happy with their friendship groups and they might be feeling really comfortable in their life and they don't need any more friends and that is totally okay And I guess it's just allowing myself to stay present and not overthink it. And you know what we are like as females? We're feelers. So we really have this sense of connection to our emotions. And so straight away we're going into that, ouch, that hurt. I just got rejected. They don't want to go out and have coffee with me or they don't want to get to know me. But then it's 
because and then your head starts to make up all of these excuses and reasons as to why you're not good enough and you have low self-worth and why they didn't genuinely want to spend time with you and so I'm sort of in that space where I'm fighting those lovely little arguments with myself and I've been reading you know women don't owe you pretty which I mentioned before by Florence Given and she just touches on some really incredible points just around understanding what you deserve uh, and refusing to find comfort in other women's flaws. And I really like this chapter and I had to touch on it because I'm in this space where I'm a little bit vulnerable in the fact that I keep, I can go back to making up stories in my head because I have a lot of time by myself and I don't have sense of security at the moment or a sense of belonging to the new space. And so I can make up all of these stories as to why people don't like me and I think that one I've become very skilled uh, in certain areas as I don't get uh, caught up in my stories sometimes uh, nowhere near as much as I used to remember naturally our brain loves narrative pattern and that's referring back to some of Brene Brown's work. So we want hero, villain, good guy, bad guy. And that's where our brain will go. And it's about staying present. Another really interesting fact from Emma Murray, who is a mindfulness coach. Really incredible. She did a lot of work with the Richmond Tigers. And she's now doing a little bit of work with the Storm. But she talks about struggle is never in the present. It's in the future or in the past. So as long as you can stay present, you stop that narrative pattern, you know, and we sometimes have uh, a really negative sense of story where we can make up these huge unrealistic stories about why people didn't want to do things with us or for us and then it has a huge impact on our self-worth and we've literally created the entire story and it's not the present and it's not correct, it's just something that we've created anyway moving on one of these chapters she talks about which I really wanted to touch on is called refuse to find comfort in other women's flaws she says internalized misogyny internalized misogyny is the silent insidious killer of progress and when it shows up in our lives it can make us act out in all kinds of ugly ways first things first Flaws aren't really there. Flaws are man-made. And yes, I mean man-made. They are seeds planted in our minds by manipulative power systems to make us feel so insecure that we buy products that promise we will become more acceptable and more desirable and physically attractive. The beauty standards of our society are racist, fatphobic, ageist and quite frankly confusing. The things you feel most certain and insecure about in your body are more likely direct result of capitalism because it works very hard to make sure that you will never feel enough without the aid of these products. The models we are seeing promote these products and advertising this image of perceived flawlessness don't even look like themselves. Their skin has been airbrushed, their bodies manipulated and their features enhanced. So we're technically comparing ourselves to something that's not real. And then I think it's really important to understand that 
you know, we're looking at ourselves, we're finding flaws in ourselves and then we look at other women and because we're so critical and we have such low self-worth at times on ourselves, we start to then look for it in other people. And it's really interesting, you know, we, we are so quick to judge, we are so quick to make comment or judge on other women when they do different things, sleep around, um, are extremely assertive, stand up for what they believe in, you know, then you hear those negative terms, you know, bitch, slut, etc. But yet, what if the bitchy person or the bitchy female, she was just being assertive, she's standing up for what she believes in, she's being, being, being very upfront. What we tend to do is because we feel insecure or we lack are lacking in that area, we then look for that as a flaw in someone else. When that's not actually a flaw, that's our insecurity that we're currently projecting onto them. You know, why aren't women allowed to sleep around? Why is that judged? If we looked at a male and we look at a female and we take the sex out of it and we go human being and human being doing these actions why isn't there the same opinion you know it's crazy we as females do this to ourselves we project this onto each other and then we make judgment and criticism around what each other does but in a unisex world if we just looked at people as a person doing this you know, and we took away societal norms, would you have the same opinion? It's really interesting. We want our girls to be strong. We want our young girls to be confident and we want them to have self-worth. What if, you know, in a perfect world, to other people or to the stranger, that's being bitchy or sleeping around like what if that is her being confident that she's living her life to the fullest she's super happy in this point in time she's standing up for what she believes in she's sticking to her values you know we don't have a right to criticize and judge we don't have a right to find flaws in other people I'm becoming so much more passionate about the fact that there are so many other perspectives and everyone is allowed their own. Everyone has a right to their own perspective as long as they aren't harming anybody. And I think that that is really important. It's not on us to judge. We need to make the most generous assumption that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. And you don't know what you don't know. So who are we to make judgment or or criticise or comment on people who have different views to ours? The more I learn, the more I go, I want to know why people do the things they do. I want to know why people make those decisions or behave in a certain way. I want to know the reasons behind it. I want to know their story. Every single time someone acts in a different way to the way I act, there's a reason behind it. You know, there's there's behaviours and habits that they've created over time due to their environment. I want to know what that environment looked like. I want to know, you know, in a positive way, I want to know how our women are so brave, strong and resilient. 
I want to know why they do certain things. I want to know how they got to where they got to, who they spoke to, who were their mentors. You know, there's such an enriched space if we just were willing to ask questions rather than criticise and judge. Our young girls are quieter than ever. If you go into a school where there is social hierarchy, which uh, it's at every school, low socioeconomic high schools, which is where I have my experience in, it is the pinnacle space for whether a girl figures out whether she's going to feel comfortable and belong to the space or not. And it's purely based on social hierarchy. Do I fit in here? And if I do fit in, where are my people? And where is my safe place? So where do I sit at lunchtimes? And who can I talk to and who don't I talk to? You know, there's navigating a school space for a young female and trying to figure out who you are and figure out what your values are, what's most important to you is really tough so when I see girls dressing up to the nines putting on eyelashes um, flunking out at school or not valuing themselves straight away now my head goes to what's your story what environment have you been in and how can I help understand where you've been and what you've been doing so then I can then make a really clear not assumption but a clear vision as to how I can help best support and take care of you how can I help make you see how incredible you are how can I guide and help facilitate improving the space around you for you to finally see what amazing things you do in this world and how you positively can contribute to this space. Our young girls are super insecure. They have extremely low self-esteem and they are fighting to become this flawless picture that is posted on social media 24-7 that is near impossible I'm genuinely nervous for them and and I think that we need to be more open about how raw we are as females. I need to be more open about it but also about what are the strategies I use to help stop me from comparing to other women and then stop me from criticising other women. I think the biggest thing in the last month has to be the braving acronym that Brene Brown uses around generosity what if I made the assumption that she's doing the best she can with what she has what if this is all she knows what if there's a real big reasons as to why she's acting that way who am I to make judgment who am I to criticize I think it's really important that especially as parents or mentors, or just older females, we need to be very, very strong and clear about not criticising and judging our younger women for doing things that are out of the traditional societal norms 
and making the most generous assumption that they're doing the best they can with what they have and asking questions and supporting them and lifting them up and not tearing them down every time they might try and look a certain way or try and be flawless because that is all they know. 24-7 they're seeing these pictures come up saying that if you do not look like A, you will never be a part of us. If you do not look like this person on social media, you are not accepted. If you don't dress this certain way, if you don't look this certain way, if you don't appear this way, if you don't aren't selfless in this way, you do not belong. That's what society tells our young girls these days. So who are we to judge and criticise when they are trying to just fit in? I think it's really important. They need knowledge and they need awareness. They need to be self-aware and they need to understand that they are beautiful inside and out no matter what type of flawless photo is put in front of them, it doesn't matter. They still belong and they are still connected to a greater sense of self. Anyway, guys, I am totally off to bed. I'm really passionate about this space. If you do have any feedback, let me know. Let's help get our young girls nice and confident, brave and courageous and absolutely powering in this world. Good night. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.